0: Hey everyone, we're back with another episode of the Invasion TV Podcast. Our podcast is a conversation between two unmodel minority TV junkies, breaking down the Asian
1: characters we loved and very much disliked on television. I'm Kathleen, and I'm Patricia. And for this episode, as our way of celebrating Black History Month, we'll be talking about Asians on television.
0: This is Invasion TV, with diversity and inclusivity. This is Invasion, this is Invasion, this is Invasion
1: TV. So in the U.S. and Canada, February is Black History Month. And a quick history lesson, Carter G. Woodson is known as the father of Black History Month because he actually chose, like, the second week of February um, in honor of Frederick Douglass and President Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) And Kathleen was so excited to find that out. (laughs) Clearly, my dude Woodson was
0: thinking of – this was, like, a time when, like, Lincoln was, like, celebrated still. And (laughs) we all know our shift in perspective now. (laughs) He was still racist. (laughs)
1: but lo and behold 1960s we got black history month so carrying on with what Patricia was saying
0: black history month is also a time to celebrate the incredible contributions that black people have made we should be doing this always obviously not just for this month um but it's also a time of reflection for the racial injustices black people continue to face as we all know on top of covid last june's black Lives matters protests Over the murder of George Floyd marked an incredible historical moment for America when a white police officer knelt on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. In that same vein, not even seven months after his death in December, Filipino-American Angelo Quinto also died when a responding officer knelt on his neck for almost five minutes. And obviously, we are talking about Black History Month, but we wanted to bring this up because this is happening in our community as well and you know there's also i don't know if you guys have been aware or whatnot but there's also been a rise in attacks of elderly asian people and it's not just black people and filipinos marginalized people of color are suffering at the hands of white supremacy (laughs) and yes i feel like last june was for me incredible in terms of just like needing to do something being active and like that's literally I'm like mind-blown activists like and that's inner blood like Filipino wise like we have always been we've been colonized twice
1: yeah oh no yeah oh my god this is true <laughs> damn history on that i mean like i'm dropping that knowledge right now um, dropping knowledge i mean since we are filipinos like specifically i encourage everyone to go check out like one down media's instagram post on the filipino's perspective of black history month or black history in general uh it's really good it made me think about it like i'm just gonna end it there it's really good
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is relevant but also slightly off topic, (laughs) but I wanted to end this very semi-serious spiel that I just did on a lighter note. But this past summer, I was really I I started a new job but like I was definitely in the weeds of like looking for opportunities for me everywhere and I was applying to this like I think it was like a Vox advertising fellowship I'm not sure somehow in my research I found a Vox article on the protests that were happening in June and my sister and I were like literally the front cover (laughs) picture of this article um, of us with our posters over the summer. And it was like...
1: She will link it down um, (laughs) just so you guys can all see her face. Yeah, but, you know,
0: just, you know, Google Vox and you'll see me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So, yeah, let's get on with our episode. (laughs)
1: Okay, so for this episode, we will be talking about Black Asian characters, like we said, and we found two plus an extra that Kathleen loves. So there (laughs) is... Alisa Geist-Dickens as Keanu Owens on A Different World, Karuchi Tran as Virginia Locke on Claws, and the one that Kathleen loves is Charles Michael Davis as himself in (laughs) a bunch of shows. So
0: let's get to it. Character one, Alisa Geist-Dickens as Keanu Owens.
1: So before Karuchi, which like most of you, at least our age, know, there was actually Keanu Owens who we believe was the first Black Asian character depicted on screen. And she was from A Different World, played by Elisa Geis Dickens. I grew up watching The Cosby Show. Yeah, Patricia has a lot more context about
0: the spin-off A Different World um, more than I do because I really didn't watch The Cosby Show. Womp womp. I don't feel any regrets about that. Oh. <laughs> uh
1: another conversation though so. another conversation for uh, no never mind we don't need to talk about it anymore <laughs> but anyway like that was my favorite show growing up and so I loved Denise Huxtable so I of course like I wanted to watch the spinoff um, which was a different world however she does end up leaving the show but Regardless, so A Different World was an NBC sitcom that ran from 1987 to 1993 and is essentially about student life at a historically Black college slash university, um, aka HBCU. Uh, But this show was groundbreaking for depicting issues that other shows at the time weren't addressing. I obviously stopped watching A Different World once it's still new. So you didn't left. get to see Kinu Owens no, like, at all. No, she came in in season four. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, Kinu Owens, um, is the a recurring character, uh, played by, as we said, Elisa Geist Dickens, and she is a half Japanese, half Black student who Dwayne, one of the main characters, briefly dates after meeting her um, during an internship he has in Japan. Uh, so she was maybe on the show for like um, eight-ish episodes. I want to say, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, so, she like
1: comes back in like season six. Yeah. So
0: the quick summary: um, another main character, Whitley, who is played by Jasmine Guy, and like I only know her from this one episode of Fresh Prince that she was in, and she was so cool in that episode. But I actually hate her as Whitley on um, at least
1: the episodes we watched. She's yeah. So
0: irritating. <laughs> anyway, I really wished. Dwayne ended up a kinu, but whatever. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> but um, so beginning of the uh, or beginning of season four, Whitley is going to profess her like supposedly mutual love for Dwayne, but then Dwayne comes back and pulls a Ross and brings back an Asian girlfriend. <laughs> okay, for those who don't know what that reference is, it's about friends. I feel like that was a very relatable uh, moment it, when I watched this first episode of season four um but anyway kinu is as we said a half black half japanese woman and she's actually in the show her character is from sf which i also thought was awesome (laughs) because everyone knows that sf is full of hella asians and um the college i believe that is in the show they go to is in virginia Mm -hmm. but yeah what was your for like I loved her character because she was really, like...
1: I know. You even, like, continued watching yes, more than I, I expected. So, like, this
0: is so dope that there's, like, a Black <laughs> Japanese girl on this show and she's, like, fully both sides of herself. You know, yeah. like, she is obviously Black and Japanese. And it, it I felt it was, like, yeah, it was a sitcom... You know, I think they. I think the show handled it very well, um, portraying
1: that she was literally Japanese. I mean, researching her first, I was like, "Whoa, this is cool." It's a show from like the eighties. Yeah, Patricia found out. Like, we were just gonna talk about Karuchi. Yeah, and then Patricia was like, anyone. "Hold up, there's actually Kimu Owens from a different world." Yeah, and then like from our research, like we found out that um, the character was specifically written to be half Japanese, half black.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: it's like i mean they could have just made her japanese or they could have just made her black but i thought that was like a cool note that they ended up hiring elisa Guy dickens for that reason too i mean she's good too but
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and th- that made me think about like i i already had a slight discussion with trish about this but like there was someone in the casting room slash writer's room who was like let's make this character black and japanese mm-hmm. like why not? Like, this was, like, Naomi Osaka before Naomi Osaka. No, I'm just kidding. There's a ton of um, Black Japanese women, but I thought of her, like, right then and there. But anyway, like, does Naomi Osaka know about her? You know? Like,
1: I don't know. <laughs> is she younger than us? Yeah, she is. Mm. Oh, gosh. Probably I not. I think she's younger than us. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Like, my first impression of her was that she's, like this, like, you said, she's Super dope. She's intelligent. She's obviously like cultured. She even shares her Japanese culture with um, Dwayne and his friends.
0: Yeah, there's like this and one his mom, episode,
1: Patty Labelle. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna mention
0: that. Yeah, the mom episode was pretty funny, and the mom is played by Patty Labelle, by the way. So go watch that. Um, but that episode, um, to impress uh, Dwayne's mom, she prepares a traditional Japanese meal, and like they. Do the whole um, sitting on the floor, like eating sushi, and like it's just—it's really cool seeing
1: that. But even you know, with that though, she was just so accommodating. Like Dwayne yeah. wanted his tea with milk. Okay, like we have to mention that Whitley is so disrespectful. Like this is why I stopped watching A Different World when Deni- once Denise left, right? And Whitley right. was made main character because how dare she just go ahead and call Kinu. All these other names besides her actual name, like Kayoko, Kunusabi, was yeah. probably the worst one I heard. Yeah, in- <laughs> and granted,
0: Whitley's character is like she is rude, and you know she's she's supposedly this like rich girl, rich like daddy's girl, you know, like swipe this credit card, whatever. But it was just not working, and it was. Yeah. And another thing um, that was really cool is when they do break up, which, or the episode they do break up, or that where Dwayne breaks up with her, Kinu finally tells Whitley, my name is Kinu. And she, like, actually, like, it's the first time she actually stands up to, like, not not necessarily, like, but it was it was an adamant, the most sitcom-y way of saying, like, you know, this is my name sort of way. Um, and I felt like that was a re- a nice, like, ending to her story arc like just being able to like declare who she is
1: yeah for the short stint that she was on it (laughs) yeah i mean you already kind of shared your opinions on kinu but yeah what were your like formal thoughts i guess
0: uh i mean it sucks that like this was like the last like the gap from her and Karuchi, as we mentioned, is like 30-ish years. Like, what yeah. is up with that? Almost 30 yeah. years. I guess it's a little short of 30 years. Yeah, because like,
1: her last episode was in 1993 in the sixth season, which was also the last season. <laughs> hmm hmm Beyond
0: a different world, what's heartbreaking to me is that Elisa Guy dickens doesn't really have much of a formal career in television after that or after A Different World, um, she was on Dream Girls on Broadway. So she's definitely a performer. Um, and I believe she was on like the 2019 revival. Um, but I'm wondering like, were, were the opportunities just scarce? Um, and if that's true, <laughs> what's heartbreaking is that like, the one article that I could find on um, her was this article from 1990 in the Chicago Tribune, where she talks about, Um, her reprising – or not reprising, but her being in Miss Saigon, which, for those who don't know, is a Broadway musical that um, is about a Vietnamese woman, um, which she is not Vietnamese. But um, she is quoted saying, I think Americans are willing and ready to be entertained by any race. And it was like – this was from, like, 1990, guys. Like, she she probably was like, yes, I played a half-Black, half-Japanese character on television – nothing can stop me
1: and then like and then she disappears hollywood
0: crushed her freaking dreams like
1: i mean we don't know if she actually wanted no, we to don't. continue i'm painting a picture though like
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah what about what about you what are your final thoughts about kinu owens
1: i don't know like for whoever watched a different world at the time if you were in that like if if you watched it while airing or whichever does whitley get better like <laughs> N- number one question does Whitley get better but number two <laughs> did you remember seeing Kinu Owens like did you remember her storyline like because yeah, I yeah. don't know it's just like this was the 80s slash 90s and then like did people feel seen yeah were there Blasians out there that were like yeah and he he mixed, knew. like and you we're don't obviously have- not mixed but it's like this is so cool! Like the first Blazian celebrities you think of are probably like Tiger Woods or, mm-hmm. like you said, Naomi Osaka. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's like Kimora Lee, there's um, Cassie. There's a lot of there. There is some Bears, like, but
1: not TV characters. So yeah, I just that's think it's so cool that Kinu was like in that show. I hope it like made an impact on others.
0: Yeah, and going films. off of that, it, I'm I'm always just so curious about you know how the power of social media and Twitter specifically has like brought like a sort of metric to just like representation in general for television because you know back then it was non-existent so mm-hmm. it's like there was no way to measure who felt seen or like who was excited about it because
1: of this character etc so yeah yeah definitely like even just kino aside like watch a different world please like it dude yes i I do wish
0: i grew up watching that because like yeah it was black college students out there learning about their history like there's an actual episode about like the la riots like Mm -hmm. they're celebrating their honeymoon in la you know
1: and it's just like and they actually shot on set or on location yeah, in, like, I mean, Beverly Hills and South L.A. Yeah, like the show so cool. definitely addresses racism and,
0: like, shit that we're still talking about, mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. And it's – if you go back watching old Black shows, like, it, it's, like, this is sh- this is stuff they've been talking about. And that's, like, not even literature and whatever even before that, you know? Like, but since we're television nerds, that's what we're talking about, so <laughs> – but yeah, shout out Kinu Owens. You were dope. I'm so sorry that they didn't want more for your
1: character. It's okay. She got married and <laughs> snubbed Dwayne. True. Duane. True. Okay, so, oh, she yeah. so she was successful and was able to happily like- Happily married, suck at Dwayne. No, I'm just kidding. Character two, Karichi Tran as Virginia Locke. So I feel like more – I don't
0: know how, you know, people know her now since I feel like her name's kind of been in, like, entertainment for a while. But, like, most of us have known her as Chris Brown's ex, <sighs> which, you know, another problematic person.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. And it's sad because this is literally right before this um, podcast. I kind of just knew her as Chris Brown's no, ex. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's I didn't, like... res- I didn't know anything about – I didn't follow her on Instagram or anything. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, like – I've always thought she was a beautiful person, but I did not like feel like her career was something to keep track of. I mean, like everyone knew that she was like half Asian, half black and like was in love with her for it. Um, (laughs) Particularly Asian people (laughs) or Asian dudes. And like, I knew that she was on Claws like when it first came out, but it's not like I was like dying to watch it or anything like that. And, you know, kind of going back to, the start of researching this episode like really glad that we watched it
1: I love her now <laughs> like
0: yeah we watched like uh, Patricia's watched more Claus episodes than I have um but I've watched a few Karuchi Tran interviews now and she's so precious Uh, Before we dive more into Karuchi Tran, uh, let me just run down what Claws is about. It is a TNT show that revolves around the lives of five Floridian women, you already know where this is going because Florida, who work at a (laughs) nail salon that's actually a front for a criminal money laundering scheme. Um, So I love this for so many different reasons. Um, One is that I love this kind of, like, uprise in um, female criminals. (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Particularly because, like, Patricia and I watch Good Girls, and uh, I don't know if anyone watches Ozarks, but, um, I mean, that one's not specifically women-led. But, um, so, yeah, I I love the angle. Um, I did, honestly, did not know before watching or getting caught up with any of what Clause was. Like, I had no idea what it was about. Like, I, I thought they were just, like, nail technicians. Like, I didn't realize the crime aspect of it.
1: <laughs> oh, same. So, Karuchi Tran plays Virginia Locke, who is an ex-stripper who switches lanes and becomes a manicurist at Nail Artisans, the nail salon in Florida. Um, she starts off as... Kind of the naive newbie that um, just wants to be accepted, but she also does her own thing. Because, and I say this with love because I love Karuchi now. I love Virginia. Um, she's dumb, like right, yeah. <laughs> or she's, she's portrayed to dumb. be dumb, but she's smarter than she looks, kind of thing. So I, I, yeah, I adore her. Um, Breaking that Asian stereotype. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, she starts off as a naive newbie, but then she ends up like being accepted by the crew by Des's crew, who is the um like the main character played by Nisi Nash. Um, and she ends up being accepted by the crew because she starts committing crimes. As vague as that sounds, um, <laughs> this won't be too many spoilers, I guess. But anyway, wait, I want to know actually what since. I ended up continuing the show, but you stopped at one point. Like, what were your thoughts on, like, the first episode? Yeah, yeah. The first episode I
0: thought was, like, really funny because I didn't know what the hell the show was about. And so Des, um, the main character, she has dreams of opening up her own salon, um, which is why she kind of is doing the money laundering to begin with because she thinks she's being promised, like, a great sum of cash to open a prone salon and it's like why do people think that they can just like get out of crime like obviously like this is the story of like so many other shows (laughs) there'd be no show right but Virginia who they actually call (laughs) very like very problematically like Saigon and China doll (laughs) like it's not okay but like I know it's part of, like, the culture, um, that they're trying to portray in, um, Claws. It's, like, very hood. These women aren't, like, fancy, live in Beverly Hills, whatever. Like, they live in Palmetto, which they jokingly call Palm Ghetto. And, well, I was just excited to see her on, on television, um, And her character is, okay, oh, 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 this is what I want to bring up. So her character in the very first episode, she is getting choked out by this dude. And I'm just like, I will say that there's a lot of like abuse that happens in this show, like unnecessarily so um, from what I've seen at least. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Like, I mean, why do you love her?
1: Well, okay, Virginia cracks me up. Like, <laughs> the things that she says are just so funny, and Karuchi plays it off so well. So they also call her, like, pretty baby. Like, they allude a lot to her, like, her sexuality. Um, and, like she you know, wear, um, Virginia, Virginia does... Again,
0: she's an ex-stripper, you know, like, she is all about showing off the goods
1: yeah and she has no shame about it Mm -hmm. good for her because Uh um yeah it's just like who she is or who like what she wants to portray but so she's ditzy pretty much i guess like going back onto (laughs) like them calling her like saigon and china doll and like so i know like you're saying like um it's part of the culture or whatever to me I like I get it but it just becomes this supposedly endearing nickname for her Mm -hmm. and it's like why at that point like I get it in the beginning when they all hated her they all wanted her to leave they they pretty much wanted to beat her up Mm -hmm. and so it makes sense but why is this such a like prolonged thing with her yeah and I feel like like it shouldn't be like she's just so accepting of it it's like why keep portraying that once you already got that out of the way
0: yeah and i i want to bring up how um the the cast right it's like a group of five women they're very diverse but then when you think about so when you think about why they call karuchi or virginia's character like by these like very racial based nicknames it's like why like saigon or china doll right it's not like it's not like they're calling the latina woman like tequila or whatever you know yeah. like it's interesting and I wonder if it goes back to just like this whole thing about like fetishizing like Asian women or mm-hmm. just, like Asian women are just like docile and just don't fight back which is which is funny because like that's not also her character you know like yes um Virginia lets them call her this which I think internally for her she doesn't care but at the same mm-hmm. time it's like we know that she's not just like a quiet meek asian girl
1: you know like yeah so like my my beef with it is like why are the writers still prolonging that
0: you know what it's probably because not enough asian people watch this show and complain about it <laughs> yeah that,
1: that could be true um but i also adore how they speak vietnamese on the show they actually speak um a few other languages on the show by like different um different ethnicities like they have korean and stuff and russian right korean russian yeah. yeah so okay so virginia she ends up marrying dez's autistic brother dean more representation on the show oh, like and i did not know about it is what? played by harold perrineau who is so good um and so he speaks vietnamese to virginia and uh for context, he's Black, um, and it's, it's just so adorable, and that's actually why I also continued watching, because I loved the relationship between Dean and Virginia, um, yeah. and the way that she, she really stands up for him, saying, like, he's not that, he's not dumb, he's super smart, and it's just, uh, the representation is very, it's very nice in that. Yeah, yeah, I, I did not,
0: cause like, um, so when Patricia told me that, um, Virginia starts a relationship with Dez's brother, who is obviously in the first episode, I was like, she ha- they wrote like a love story for an autistic um guy on the show. You know, that's just like not something that you see a lot, like, mm-hmm. or so that it's a black autistic um actor or black autistic character with like a biracial woman. You know, like right. who is previously, like, an exotic dancer, you know, like, it's just, like, you don't see
1: that combination ever, like, you know, Klaus got some things right, but the jokes at the expense of asians is just so it's so played out it's It's yeah so played played out oh my gosh like there's one where they're going they're competing against um these korean nail technicians and then virginia is fed up and she's like for the last time they're korean i'm vietnamese and it's like obviously that was the joke but why we like, why do we need more of those jokes? And yeah, and it's it, it kind of sucks. So, like,
0: talking again about this 30 year gap of seeing a Blazing character on television, and it ends up being Karuchi trans character Virginia Locke, who has obviously we or Patricia loves as a character. And hopefully, mm-hmm. if I continued watching, I would agree. Um, but to understand and know that like the only times they're really mentioning her Vietnamese side of her is you know as
1: jokes is kind of sucky and like doesn't feel great (laughs) yeah can we just stick to her like speaking vietnamese to dean instead of like doing? yeah that's that's like the only (laughs) cute part of like that whole weird thing that the show is doing
0: with her vietnamese side uh there was an interview that she did on sway's universe which i believe is a radio show um where she talks about her upbringing and being on Claws and how one of the most ridiculous thing that she's read online, like I think the, the host asked her like, what's the craziest thing you've read about yourself online? And the, like she could have said anything. Literally, she is linked to Chris Brown. But the most ridiculous <laughs> thing she's read online is people claiming that she's not black. What is? Why do people think that they have any say on who people are when mm-hmm. they really are what they are? <laughs> like, I think that's so, it's just so interesting. And of course- um, we always talk about how complicated race is, um, especially when it's, like, this disconnect of, like, what you see versus, like, people's parents, you know, mm-hmm. like, but she is definitely Black and definitely Asian, like, why yeah. can't people understand that you can be both, and so. Yeah,
1: and I know there are, like, some um, multiracial people who do identify more with one side or the sure, other, Yeah, but Karuchi literally is always – Saying she identifies as both Vietnamese yeah. and both black. Yeah,
0: and we read another interview um, where Karuchi talks about like so she's still starting out as an actress. This is might be like claws might be like her hit breakout. You know. Uh, character.
1: She um, actually won some daytime Emmys for a web series though. That's pretty that cool. was recent though, right? Like Claus was before that. No, no, no. The web series was before. Oh,
0: interesting. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Good for her. Um uh, but apparently yeah Claus was looking for specifically a Vietnamese black woman um to play um Virginia Locke. And I'm I'm wondering if
1: it's like if they wanted to make jokes.
0: Ooh yeah. Cause I was gonna say I'm like, like why? Like I mean we know that a lot of nail salons are definitely run by like Vietnamese um, families, so
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I
0: get that. But yeah, if they can do better with like Virginia's character for the next last season, actually, that would be awesome. I think they already filmed it, right? Like season four is supposed to come out June of this year, so last last and final season. Well, okay, I guess before we move on to our final character. Um, I want to bring back how – I mean, we already kind of went on around about it, but, like, it's going – Like, I love that we were able to find Kinu because we – Both of us didn't know about her, and, like – And maybe it's because we were just too young to watch A Different World, or, you know, like, you obviously weren't, but still kind of just didn't have a conscious of it, (laughs) consciousness of, like, the characters. Uh, But it's crazy to me that, like, Kinu – gets made fun of for her name. So in the show, she actually is asked, like, oh, your name is beautiful. What does Kinu mean? And, like, this was a very genuine ask. And she actually gets to answer and say that her name means Silk. You know, like, those were the moments that we got to see of Kinu and her actual, you know, like, like, who she was. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it was, she was very much Japanese. Like it, like, it was cool. It was just very cool to see that, that she even got to, yeah. So anyway, like while they got to respectfully like tell the audience slash everyone on the show that her name means silk in japanese we have whitley over
1: here making fun of her like (laughs) and then almost 30 years later we are still making jokes and her
0: name is virginia like what the heck man like (laughs) uh just want to bring that up say that sucks hollywood do better character three charles michael davis as charles michael davis The last actor that we're going to mention in this episode is Charles Michael Davis. Uh, We aren't really going to talk about a specific character he plays because they're kind of going all over the place with him for a reason. Um, So Charles Michael Davis is half Black, half Filipino. And unlike Virginia and Kinu slash Karuchi and Elisa, he doesn't play a black or filipino character like he actually is um on television yeah. he actually correct
1: us if we're wrong but we don't think he ever plays no like not
0: specifically or yeah. or there like and, and this is i was i was joking with Patricia i was like maybe it's because he's never a main character which is awful because like he is a main character. Yeah, <laughs> but but I will I will give it like I'll say granted the originals is like so he was a main character on the originals he played a vampire called Marcel he was the first black vampire <laughs> he jokes <laughs> he jokes in a interview that um, he jokes or that the creator tells him like how does it feel being the first black vampire who doesn't get killed right away and it's just like ah <laughs> flashbacks to the Walking Dead. <laughs> but so um I specifically wanted to bring up Charles Michael Davis because he's actually a seasoned actor he's like 36 now and never gets to play like a Filipino black
1: man which was so funny to us because we really think he looks so Filipino yeah
0: yeah (laughs) and I was also telling Patricia because like so he's like one of those actors who like is in so many things like as like a recurring character for like two episodes or literally is just in one episode or whatever. So I've seen him in stuff before, but I I don't remember when I found out he was like half Filipino. It might've been like via Instagram or something where I was just like, Oh man, this guy's Filipino. And like, it like shattered the glass ceiling for me. And I was like, he looks so Filipino. I don't know how I never knew this. (laughs) And I'm just like, he's so hot. (laughs) Like there was. Yeah.
1: He's very commercially attractive.
0: He's attractive, period, Patricia, okay? No need for the commercial. But anyway, other other stuff he was in, um, one, one in particular um, that we focused on really was Younger, which um, for people who don't know what Younger is, it's a very white show <laughs> about oh my the God. publishing world. It's about yes. this woman who's like 40 who plays a 26-year-old, not believable because we all know that white people age very fast. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is scientifically proven.
0: It's scientifically proven that melanated people look mm-hmm. younger <laughs> when they age. So, very quickly, we found out that like the show itself doesn't have a BIPOC main character until season five. Mm-hmm. Right? So, Charles Michael Davis enters, um, he plays Zane Anders in younger or Zane Anders in season four um, as a recurring character. And then like becomes a main in season 5. So hopefully five. season it.
1: 5. Yeah. There were only white main characters from season 1 through 4 in New York. So like how how did that pass for so long? Yeah. Yeah. How does that still pass in other shows? But yeah. I wanted to love this
0: show and and okay, Patricia's obsessed. She actually really likes it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I won't say I'm obsessed, but I'm highly entertained. Yeah.
0: Okay. We we <laughs> i will say that i really like the show because of hillary duff and i'm still heartbroken that they aren't making elizabeth mcguire reboot whatever okay okay
1: i actually started watching younger because of hillary duff as well well Mm -hmm. like i wanted to see what what it was about like how is it still going on but like just some backstory on younger it is by the same creator of sex in the city of course says much you know Like, because Sex and the City definitely got a lot of flack for that. So you would think that from Sex and the City to now, which was a late 90s show to a 2015 show, that they would learn. But um, I read this, like, review on Mediaversity Reviews. and They gave race two out of five because, again, there were, like, no... Like no BIPOC on their main cast. Oh, oh, is this class. like a website that like rates has different like ratings for mm-hmm, like or categories how, for
0: ratings for for their TV shows? Okay, yeah, oh, like for cool, representation. Cool, cool. It's, it's really <gasps> why cool. are
1: we rating shows, huh? <laughs> oh, why are we, rating? we should. We can add that. And let us know if you new want feature. To hear. New feature. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and like they make a point. Like, dude, it's set in New York, where more than half of the population isn't white. Right. Like that's insane. And then but they make a point that, hmm, publishing is mostly white. I mean the whole publishing aspect was actually really interesting. No, I found it
0: very interesting. Because
1: because you're right. Like books are hella white. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and so like in this like in in this person's review, they're even saying like in the show's defense, like maybe it's because publishing is notoriously white. But like it's, we're having a hard time believing that's really why they didn't cast other people of yes, color.
0: 100%. Agree. It's like,
1: mm, I don't think that's really what they were trying to go for, trying to make a statement, because why don't they have more besides Zayn? So yeah,
0: there are a few things that happened in, like, the
1: first episode, and there's a few references that were, like, racist. I think that all of the, like, the jokes are intentional, but aren't executed well
0: that's right okay thank you for the reminder because <laughs> we, we discussed this and I, the reason why we're mentioning this is because like okay her Liza 40 and her best friend also seemingly 40 talk about how the the daughter's in Mumbai right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then her best friend's like can you believe you can't even say Bombay anymore and it's like dude there's like it's just like the way that they casually say it and there are like reasons why this was changed you know and it's like one of those things that like people or that she said so casually in passing that like white people would not even care to google like why you can't or why you know there was a name change from like mumbai to like or from bombay to mumbai and like it's very political obviously but the the callousness of it was just like mm So you know? that's
1: why I feel like it was supposed to be, like, the these white women are being I, I dumb, mean, but it's, like, it just didn't land right.
0: Maybe. And, like, maybe if they were, like, side characters and they said that and, like, we were supposed to not like them, then, like, yes, but, like, they're the main characters, right? Like, not to say that you're supposed to like main characters, but, like, we're we're theoretically rooting that she's, like gonna make it like make it through the slide, and but
1: another i don't know i about, guess i do have different feelings about shows that need like are trying to be self-aware as opposed to i guess the joke of the entire show is that they make fun of like millennials and gen x um like yeah they joke a lot about it and a lot of the jokes don't sit right with me even the just the age jokes and like Mm, that's so played out or that's so outdated it's just like
0: a little like mm, you're being so dramatic right now like it's just it's like dramatic but okay circling back to charles michael davis's character how did you i mean like we don't really have to talk i actually want to talk more about charles michael davis um versus like
1: his character but like how did you feel about (laughs) about zane um i hated zane um i didn't finish the show but Um, From season four to season five, I hate Zane. I think he's. And this kind of goes into Charles Michael Davis's acting, but (laughs) we can deep or we can delve into that later. (laughs) I can't help it because Zane is like the one guy who thinks he's hot shit, but he, like, it's like simmer down. Tell
0: that to Hillary Duff, Patricia, who jumped in his pants.
1: She <laughs> does tell him too, but <laughs> I, like I'm saying, Kelsey sucks too. Uh, in who the is Hillary Duff? Yeah. But it's not like it's, I can definitely see the attraction as a character and as an actor. <laughs> but oh, I can't stand it where a guy who thinks like he's like he, he can pretty much neg you oh nagging gross like i he, will say some people are into that but i know i know that's why for me i hate it yeah and it's like not my type of like what i want to see
0: <laughs> right right right
1: um and so going on to charles michael davis like just how i feel about him because i know you love him i will just say that i don't really like his acting um i think he's he seems like a really cool person hopefully i don't know but as far as acting It's like, why doesn't he stop smiling in everything he does?
0: (laughs) He has a beautiful smile. He
1: does. And that's why I think he should be a commercial. Okay. There was this.
0: Okay. So I like searched on Twitter, Charles Michael Davis, and there was a tweet that cracked me up. Some girl was just like, Michael B. Jordan. No, thank you. Charles Michael Davis or something like all about Charles Michael Davis. And I was like, I lost it. I thought that was so funny. No, (laughs) no. This is a Michael B. Jordan home. No, we love MBJ. We, we, we love him. But another thing we wanted to add was that like looking through, again, Charles Michael Davis is a seasoned actor, you know, um, seasoned in the way that like he's definitely been in the industry for more than 10 years, etc. But he was in an episode of That's So Raven and Patricia <laughs> and I got so excited. So we looked it up.
1: Season three, in, episode 32. Oh my
0: God. But we looked it up, like, played the scene, looked for him, kept an eye out, and we were like, okay, he has a name on his, like, uh, he's, like, a credited person in this episode. Like, he wasn't, like, in the background. He looks so Filipino. Like, he pops up. Like, he, He I'm telling you, this this kid, like, oh, my gosh. Raven did not give him a chance and, you know,
1: could have been a whole different show. (laughs) Oh, my God, (laughs) They could have probably pointed out him being Filipino in San Francisco.
0: Yes! Uh, oh my god, missed opportunity. I just... <laughs> um. Okay, and then beyond that, I was really looking hard for articles or videos of Charles Michael Davis talking about being um, Black and Filipino in the industry and whatnot. And I did come across this YouTube video of him um, talking, I think it was like during his time in the originals on the CW and, um, the interviewer asks him like, how do you feel about like diversity that the CW is bringing? Cause I guess at the time in like 2014, this was like in 2014, mind you, oh my gosh, (laughs) so long ago. Um, Charles Michael Davis answers him by saying, you know, when he first started in LA, there weren't anyone for him to look up to um being half black and half filipino he's all about diversity which i thought was cool because I, I i don't know if it's like nobody's interested in like interviewing him or what but like you know go we out get there that you and love him <laughs> go out there and interview this man <laughs> but
1: he talks- i did love him as liam in switched up <laughs> The first time I ever saw him. The first, like, he's in it for, like, three episodes, but yes. he Four, was, thank you. He was
0: high school. Man, that's crazy to think about how old that show is now. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um. But, so, continuing about this video, he talks about, the, the, the interviewer is just like, yeah, like, not to say, not specifically asking about, like, half Black, half Filipino fans, but, like, have any of your like Filipino fans or black fans reached out to you. And he totally talks about how the vampire diaries Philippines, Twitter account <laughs> mentions him and how excited they are to see him. Like, of course he's Filipino. Oh. Like, look, we're brothers. Like I I thought that was so cute. I love that so much. Um, and it was like, actually the first time I actually felt validated that he was like proud of being Filipino because like, again, he, it, he's not interviewed very often or it, is very or there's very little about like him actually talking about his Filipino heritage so that was really cool I love that (laughs) I guess we can parlay into honorable mentions like Charles Michael Davis none of these actors are explicitly stated as Blasian characters but we wanted to mention Denise Lawton Sharon Leal Robin Lee
1: and there's also like Katia Gabrielle, Sydney Park, Justin Carey Chu, and Faith Herman.
0: Okay, um, a little thing about Faith Herman. She's like the youngest daughter on This Is Us of Randall. And she is like, I want to say a quarter Filipino. And she loves her Lola so much. <laughs> and I love my Lola so much. So her posts oh. make me emotional, but... She's
1: like, she's- I know. I only knew about her because Kathleen was like showing me her Instagram posts about her Lola. She's like nine. And then years I old. looked through all of her Lola <laughs> posts because I love her Lola. Now okay, too. she
0: literally made a COVID post about how like please wear masks so I can see my Lola, and I like lost it. <gasps> oh, like, I and lost I don't it. even watch okay. This Is Us. I just love her yeah. Lola. Oh my god, you it so good. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So in conclusion. We hope to see more and more diverse storylines, hopefully for more of these Black and Asian characters. Like, um, I definitely follow a few of these people that we mentioned on Instagram, and they are very much beautiful, multiracial people. And hopefully we get to see more of um, those Kino Owens mm-hmm. and Virginia Locks on television.
1: <laughs> Charles Michael Davis, I have hope. <laughs> He will represent someday. Well, Okay, so thank you so much for listening, guys. Hope you learned something new. Please share your thoughts with us. Like, did you also think Kino Owens was dope? Did you think Charles Michael Davis was fine? (laughs) Did
0: you, like, learn something new about Karuchi? I don't know. Let us know. Yeah, but sincerely, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, Like, I, I don't think Kino Owens is, like, mainstream pop culture knowledge so like I don't know I learned a lot actually diving through this episode um and again hope you guys check out slash read and inform yourself on what's going on in our communities um and of course black lives matter and yeah you know pay attention (laughs) so please follow and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts also please leave a review if you're on iTunes listener They help a lot with how people find us, and we would love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at InvasionTV if you don't already. Repost and share. Thanks again, and stay tuned for our next episode.